I'm reading it. So I'm going off of your schedule right at, at the moment. You're doing... I'm opening up. Yeah, you do the Nubian Nugget. I'm opening up flat out. Okay. Dog. That's what it says. Shut the fuck up, Jamil. Did you read your schedule? I did read my fucking schedule. So how come you ain't know? Shut the fuck up. Fucking dick. You don't know shit. Never know shit. That's why your sweats are dirty. They're not dirty. What the fuck they are? Just black. No, they're not. Okay. Just is like light black. Yeah. <laughs> light black. <laughs> it's the same color as your shirt, man. It is not. It is. It is not. It is. My shirt. My shirt is really black. Your shirt. Oh, your your God. sweats used to be black. Yo, can you read this All shit, right. please? You didn't give me the um. There you go. Fucking Ed. Shut the fucking Ed. Is that water in there? Yes. Let me get a sip. Fuck you. Okay, but can I have a sip? I got got a bunch of cheese chips in my mouth. Yo, I don't. Don't put your lips on it. What the fuck I look like? Because it's gonna be ass residue on it. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, read the read the nugget. Get over the body here. I got a dip. <laughs> uh, thank you, Jameer. Mm-hmm. Words count on you. <laughs> Read this shit. Because <laughs> I know something's going to happen. <laughs> Read this shit. <laughs> the thing that makes you exceptional, if you are at all, is inevitably that which must also make you lonely. Lorraine Hansberry. Nubian Nugget, you are made to stand out. And that may trim the company you have around you. And that's okay, because it'll keep leeches away. Loneliness may be uncomfortable, but never compromise or dim your light just to have someone unworthy close to you. Your energy, that natural light of yours, is a gift. Treat it and protect it as such, queen. Shine. Hey, okay. So, welcome everybody to the first episode of Dear Black Girl. Um, and break down what Dear Black Girl is. So I guess we got to do that <laughs> from reading the schedule. First of all, my we're reading the schedule. We're reading the schedule, people. <laughs> it can only go up from here. My name is Jameer Pond. Next to me is my brilliant friend. I don't like you lying to people. But can we redo that? Semi-smart. Brilliant skin. Okay. Brilliant skinned skin. friend. <laughs> Ignorant. Uh, Mouse Jones. Yes. And this is uh, Dear Black Girl. So Dear Black Girl is a guest-driven show that highlights the everyday black female creatives. Yeah, do they like that? They like the female? Uh, I thought it was black woman. Look, black did, I, did I write the schedule? No. I didn't write the schedule. But guests will share their story and personal experience with the host through curating of the show's playlist. So without further ado... Can you introduce who you just dropped the nu- Nubian Nugget for? Well, one of my favorite Nubian Nuggets. Yeah. yeah Young. Y'all, y'all never introduced like, what y'all do in your own brand. Oh, fuck. We were supposed is. to do that? Yeah. that is oh, that. fuck us. Okay. That wasn't on the schedule. It, 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 it sure is. It was. It's right there. <laughs> sure it's right is. There. Definitely you know who missed that. it? Jameer Bond missed it. Definitely right over that. Because I had scrolled Jameer, up. Jameer, digital producer at WBLS and Hot 97. Oh, Jameer, wow. host of Play Cousins Podcast. Jameer. Host of Sassbox Brunch <laughs> series. Going worldwide, series. baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's about to be in DC. Yeah. Jameer Pond. Yeah. That's who missed it. And and the person who didn't say nothing because they weren't looking at their schedule is the host of He Man Woman Haters Podcast. He Man Woman Haters Club Podcast. 
Um, brilliant skinned, mm-hmm. very uh famous in these streets. Mixy brunch. Mixy brunch. Mm-hmm. He's been featured. Trapped for the nine nine. Can mm-hmm. you wait until I finish? Sorry, because I had all your shit done. I, I said you shit wait. down back. I didn't know you was gonna do it like mm-hmm. that. But <laughs> friends, this is what friends very, do when they're professionals. Frequently featured on and is one of the best guests on the panel of the Great Vaughn. Hey, 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 hey. Definitely going viral every time he's on there. <laughs> Uh, Mr. Mouse Jones. So that's how we do it. Now we have to introduce... And I'm, and I'm being unprofessional eating on the microphone. Very unprofessional eating. You're going to have to cut this up, girl. Sure won't. But we, uh, got, we got we doing this right for our girl. That's right. You got to do it like that. Because you're beautiful. Yes. She black. Got curly hair. Got curly hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got a good old nose. You don't got a big nose. I don't... Oh, that God. is not... Oh, Good. Some, what you that, said. Why is it not oh good to not have a big nose? First of all, you know, we like to be problematic at times, but this is a woman who I am a super fan of. I yes. admire her hustle. I admire her work ethic. Um, She's from D.C. She's yep. making her way, making, uh, trudging her way, and, and just blazing a path up here in New York City. Yeah, and it's really getting better at her craft, like seeing where she started from Every as day. an interviewer. Um, and seeing where she is now is pretty miraculous. So. Just on Hotbox. Hotbox. Giving, giving young artists a, uh, a chance to Which shine. Which is very, very brilliant because it's an up-and-coming thing that's really separating people. Mm-hmm. So hats she, off to her. She, she's, she's hosting hosting red carpets. Yes. She, she's uh, interviewing celebrities. Like Joey Badass. Like Herbo. Omari Hardwick. Like Omari Hardwick. 50 Cent. 50. Lala. 50. What, is that? what was that? I don't know. That, that was, was you, bad. You were trying to do the 50? And then 50. Yeah. 50. 50. You got to sound like you got water in the right side of your mouth. 50. Oh, that's not like 50. 50. I can't do it. Huh. All right. Yeah. But no, with no further ado, yeah. you're a real host yeah. of Dear Black Girl, Woo! Uni Chapman. Yeah. Hey, girl. He actually said my name right. Yeah, he did. He was calling you <laughs> champion the whole day. Because yeah. we're being professional, so I wasn't going to do this here. Right. Okay. I didn't know we were doing That's what we were doing. No. Uni champion. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah baby. Happy you said my name right. How are you, man? This is your show. We're guest hosting. We're guest yeah, hosting. you guys are. Yeah. Shout to Kathy. Shout to Kathy. This is Kathy's idea. Oh, shit. Oh, hey. shout to Kathy. <laughs> Go ahead, Kathy. Go what's ahead. your fine self, Kathy? Stop trying to hit on my I'm friend. not a hitting on Kathy. Um, I could call a woman. Can we talk about that for a minute? Why can't I compliment a woman without hitting on her? Why the why? This ain't even the direction we going. No, but I, 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 I asked her. I asked her. Can we go? Can can I deviate for a minute? She shook her head yes. Oh well, not really. She just she, she didn't she say said, no. Didn't say anything. She didn't say no. So right. if you don't say no to me, that is stop. Stop right there. Stop right there. That sounds wow. Rapey. That wow. sounds really rapey. <laughs> drop button. We're doing so, the drop button. Can we dump that? Yeah, we're gonna dump yeah, that. You're gonna dump that. Yeah. Uh, but let's redo that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so why can't I hit on a woman? <laughs> and you continuously no. go back. No, because I skipped over that. It never okay. happened. We're going to cut that. Um, Why can't I hit on a woman? I mean, why can't I compliment a woman without hitting on her? I think it's just all the approach. I said, hey, so fine ass means, like, if I say fine ass, that, that definitely means I'm hitting. Those are hitting on words. Means you show the interest. Yeah. Or you just fine ass. Like, I... I, I support and love and build up all my female friends. True. I love them, and especially because they're all black, so it's easy. Um, I love them. I uplift them. Um, so if I think you're beautiful, like uni, I call uni fine and beautiful a whole bunch of times. I'm never trying it. I ever try it on uni? Could I be forgetting? I don't know. Probably. Okay. Yeah, see? A long time ago. Though. I was not know. We don't ago. know. Yeah. We did don't I really know. did? Yeah, you did. <laughs> it was yeah. awkward. You had a boyfriend? <laughs> no, it was just awkward. <laughs> 
Hmm. You, you see what I'm saying? Wait, I don't like how how. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like I proved my point. Because I well, know you for real, for real. Okay, that's why I was awkward. This I didn't is know wonderful. It, well, I, I'm not awkward. It was just awkward because no, I didn't know you. Awkward, yeah. I didn't well, know look at the way this relationship is blossom. Yeah. I love you so much. You're such a beautiful soul. I How appreciate you? what you do. I appreciate the light you bring to this earth, light you bring to my life. As Jameer probably appreciates the light you bring to his I life. I absolutely do. You are an incredible person. I'm glad you started this oh, Um, just dude. because it's needed. And I don't think there's anybody who can do this in your kind of space, the way you want to deliver it better than you. So can you formally tell everybody what it is you do and kind of how you got started? Uh, well... You should have this prepared, I promise <laughs> you. You wrote it. <laughs> but, okay, so... She sent the, she sent the text. Uh, yeah, I didn't think about ooh, it. I was so unprepared for this question. Good question, Jameer. Threw me, threw me for a loop. Threw me for a loop, <laughs> I didn't give you the question. Okay, whatever. Well, basically, I just, I produce the outbox. I correspond. That sounds crazy, I... by the way. Yeah. If we weren't mature, that would get, that would be crazy. I produce the hot box. I produce the hot box. Okay. I wasn't even thinking about that. What's hot wrong box. with you? The producer of the hot box. Which is a freestyle segment for. That still sounds crazy. <laughs> Let her build. artist. Like, <laughs> it's a. <laughs> Oh, my God. This is a great first episode. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> I, it, it, I guess so, yeah. That's how we're going to kick it off. Hey. Um, yeah, I correspond. I used to do digital, digital marketing, so I worked on a few campaigns. I worked on K. Michelle's last album, More Issues in Vogue. I worked on Kevin Gates' last album. Um, I did not know that, actually. I did not know that. Really? Her, the Her EP. And hey, that's good. That's good work right there. Whatever your con contribution was to that, I thank you. Yeah. And you had, what, what did you specifically do? Um, With that, because the concept was like already in place, we basically focused on the social media aspect of it, um, coming up with the social media plan to rebrand who she was because she was already a well-known singer. Gospel artist. Uh -huh. Growing up, this and other. So she wanted to change her whole persona. So this is like... Which is... Whoever came out with that, if it That's was her, brilliant. whoever. That, that brilliant. Was, that was her idea. Like, she wanted to be named her and just, like, have this, this mysterious vibe. Yeah. So, like, yeah. the way we went about it was we had to slowly start deleting, like, her um, Instagram photos and whatever other social media outlet she was on. We had to, like, slowly start deleting her interactions and her posts from that so that we can, like, easily flip it over and still maintain the followers that she had already accumulated. And I was doing this all under my mentor, Raheem Wright, yeah. who's also um, the co-founder of 740 Project, which is also known as Digital Drop Stars. Hey. And also helping up with everyday life here at the station. <laughs> yes, you do. Don't, that, that, <laughs> that does not go unsaid. Right, yeah. Don't just gloss <laughs> over that. Like... I'm, I'm, listen, I'm just happy to be here. We, we just, I, I'm just happy to be here. This is amazing. Oh, but yeah, this I didn't, is... I was supposed to be, tell you how I got my start. That's what you asked. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I, Yuni, you wrote it. I don't understand. No, I, you should be prepared. Um, so actually, all right, so when I was in college, where are you from, first of all? I'm from DC. Well, no, I'm originally from North Carolina. I grew up in DC. So I've been in DC since I was three years old. I feel lied to. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was all thought, thought born and raised. So like, no, yeah, I was I born in North Carolina. Um, then we lived between New York, Crown Heights, and North Carolina. And then we officially moved to DC when I was three, and then I came to school. 
2007, been here ever since. Well, almost 10 years now. Um, but while in school, I got internship with Interview Magazine, which later ended up landing me into PR. Did I do PR? Can I you explain PR to people? Because I, I see a lot of people just popping up and because right, they like can so retweet somebody, they say, I'm a PR. What what goes into P- being PR a PR? PR is, to me, is super boring because mm. oh, shit. it's... It, you spend a lot of time... Shit like, on the PRs, why don't right. you? Like, <laughs> no, it's, it's not... Like, it used to be something I thought I wanted to do, but it's like you're, you're spending a lot of time behind a desk, and what you're doing is like you have... I, I did restaurant PR too, and that was not fun. But I started, I started off with music PR, and basically like you have this artist, and you're just trying to get them placements and opportunities. So like you're blasting out to all these people hoping at least one person will hit you up and you're blasting out to like a hundred people and then you have to create a database and build these relationships and then like you gotta deal with artists that are like well I don't understand I'm paying you this much money why am I not getting placement like they're not understanding like they think because I'm giving you money I should automatically get a placement let's say on XXL right but it don't work that way that's how it goes buddy and then um and I was like a PR assistant so it's like that it's like basically doing that. Like I never had to deal with a crisis, thank God, while I was doing PR. But it was like that, and I got with enough via uh, Twitter. So Look you, at Twitter. You reached out to him on Twitter. You slid in the DMs. No, like they were looking he slid in for your DMs. no. Oh. They were looking for writers for his website, so they like tweeted out an email, and I just responded, and I had to come up here for an interview. How long ago was that? Twenty twelve. Okay, so you've been working here roughly five years. Yeah. Look at y'all. I'm just proud of both of y'all. Look at y'all. So it's, it's been, it's been I'm not having crazy. a job in about that time. Because, like, I, I, like, I officially, I, like, I was working for enough, but, like, I didn't officially, officially start working to this first station until, like, last year. Right. So you, you hustled your way. Okay. Yeah, you got to hustle. Yeah. But before that, like, I was freelancer for the station. And hey, then welcome to Nate. Before that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's not fun. Yeah. <laughs> Freelancing sucks. So now, so you started writing. You was doing PR, writing. So what made you make that transition to in front of the camera? It kind of just happened. Like a few months after working with enough, I came up with this idea where I wanted to do like in studio sessions with artists, and I didn't want to be on camera. I just wanted to do like them like telling, the right? Them telling their story about how like a project got made. So uh, one of the people, one, one alumni from St. John's, because that's where I went. Hey, um, Red Storm. Hey. They, that at? Queens. If y'all didn't know, Mouse did not go to uh, he said, Hey, <laughs> hey, with, with that. Yeah, because y'all definitely thought I was shouting out the school when I was literally asking where. I think you're going to shout out words from. <laughs> oh, that's where Smithy went. Yeah. yeah. So shout out to Wordsmith. That's, that's how I know Trey. Oh, um, we, we, we're saying wordsmith here, so you do the government. Try. Why do women feel the need <laughs> to call? No, that's a great question. It's content. I need a, it's a podcast. You ask a question, I'm asking questions. Why do women feel the need to always call you by your government? Well, I met Trey as Trey. This is what I'm saying. You're still calling this man because by... Because I, I don't... I don't. I know I'm not used to calling him wordsmith, but I didn't meet him as wordsmith. I met him as Trey when I was, what, like 18 years old. So he will always be Trey. What's my, do you know my government name? Shout I out, do. I'm talking to uni. Do you know um, my government name? I don't, you don't need to say it on the microphone. I'm just asking. It's you. one of five things. I've heard it before. It's one of five things. I'll give I just you call hit. you Mouse. It's Can you, what happened? <laughs> 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 it's one of those, I met you as Mouse, so that's why I call you Mouse. 
got you. Because every woman, I mean, they be like, what you, what's your real name? I the know. name I gave you. I didn't give you a fucking fake name. No, I get, a, I get I get hit with that. License. Like, what's your real name? Like, I definitely didn't think you have a pretty black name. And it's only I, black because the way it's spelled. It's spelled correctly. What the fuck? <laughs> it's not the spelled word with a y. U, the word unique. Yeah. Is a very black word. So to make it a name. <laughs> I like your back pedal. <laughs> Don't wink at me. Because <laughs> I've seen different people try to spell the name. I was like, nah, it's spelled like it's in the dictionary. Backpedal. <laughs> Dion. <laughs> what does it mean to be a black girl to you? Like, what, what, do, you, what do you think of when you, when you look in the mirror and see that you're a black woman? What does that mean to you? All right, in my family... What a hot take. It's weird being black. No, it's, um, <laughs> before the new generation came, it was only three of us that were light-skinned. Okay. My entire family's dark-skinned. Okay. So the entire time. They want to know who your daddy was. I, no, no, my dad's dark-skinned. Dark-skinned. That's why I said they want to know who your daddy was, no, who your real daddy was. Okay, anyway, my mom's light-skinned, oh and, um. <laughs> we need to get you to spend it. So, so I told my cousin, so anyway, um, I was always called white girl. <laughs> You was, they called you white girl. They call me white girl in my family. My cousin. What is he doing? I don't know. He's doing get out. I think it's right red now. Bone. He is doing red bone. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> it. I'm sorry. Why would you edit that? That's amazing. I said just edit No this. copyright infringement or nothing. I, I hummed it very well. Okay. That was a very good hum. Pause. I'm talking to a woman. Okay. <laughs> you look that way at me. But I remember... You know it's called white girl. Yeah. Because... Of your complexion, of course. My skin was lighter. Yeah. Uh, out of everyone in my family. Well, maybe you just didn't like the chicken. Maybe you like the chicken a little less seasoned. So than... did you deal with issues... With that growing up? Um, kind of. I mean, I can count on my hand the number of times I've had another black woman tell me that I'm not black or I'm not black enough. Like, but it didn't really, like, affect me that much. Like, because I heard it from, like, my cousins growing up. So I was just like, whatever. Because obviously you're growing up in D.C. There's a lot of... Like, my, my entire family's in North Carolina. When I was little, um, my mom, cause my mom had me her first year of college. Uh, she stayed, so my great-grandma raised me for two years, and then we eventually moved to D.C., and we stayed with my uncle, which was her brother from her dad's side. Uncle. Yeah. Uncle. Look. Oh, all right, I'm sorry. I say what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Dear okay. black girl, come on. Talk to me nice. So, so it, it concludes, what it, so what does it mean? Like It means just accepting like it's more than just your skin complexion mm -hmm. it's more than just a certain stereotype it's just like a shared experience and feeling and being i don't know just a powerful person that's mm. just can get through whatever resiliency segway into <laughs> some songs yeah right. uni these songs all right so before you discuss your songs obviously it's gonna be something that you know, you make uh, a, a staple in your podcast. So explain the importance of of just asking people the songs and us asking you the songs. And well, I believe that uh, a so certain songs relate to different points in everyone's lives, good or bad. 
Like, whenever they hear the song, it takes them back to, mm. like, a certain memory or a certain time or a certain space they were in. And they picked, like, the five songs that mean the most to them. So it's, mm. like, one of those, like, this was, like, an important moment in my life. And whenever I hear these songs, like, I think back, like, I got through that or right. this helped me because of this. Right. We, sh- we should do one because I got mine. You should think of a song. I got mine. All right. What's your song? I got, why I got to say mine first? <laughs> you want me to say mine first? Yes. Okay. My song is uh, Don't You Worry About Thing by Stevie Wonder. It's felt like when that song come out, bring me back to childhood. It's a positive song. Ray, it's like a, it's like a, it's, you can't be mad when you listen to that song. It's just everything. Like the energy is just so amazing. So every time I hear that, whether it's a good or bad day, shit just smooths it out, man. And just shout to Stevie. Of course. Shout of to course. Stevie. Shout <laughs> to Stevie. Um, I'm going to go with Pretty brown eyes. Oh, it's just, song. yeah, it's just, I don't, every time I hear that record, it makes, like, I, I think, not to get too introspective, I'm, I'm, I'm a shitty person when it comes to, <laughs> okay, um, yeah. this is true. Rom- romance and relationships and things, like, I'm not, I'm not shitty, shitty, I just don't like, I don't like the follow through, right? Like, I, I tested my feet, um, you know, I tested, tested the waters, put my foot in, fell in love and all that shit, and then it like, Nothing drastic or dramatic happened. We just didn't work, right? And then so it's like, I don't know if I want my feelings hurt again, right? And so, like, the way I operate with women, like, it keeps me honest, keeps everybody honest. But it also keeps me in a space where I'm comfortable, I'm in control, and if anybody's feelings getting hurt, it ain't mine, right? When I hear Pretty Brown Eyes, it gives me hope. I'd be like, yes, I'm gonna find this love one more time. Just <laughs> quit breaking my heart. Sure. Or the, I mean, the lyrics don't mean shit to me. Oh I don't think God. I've ever dealt with a woman. <laughs> I, I really thought. I don't think. Mm-mm. No, nobody's ever done that. Come on, I'm not sure. But no, nobody's no. But the <laughs> the the music, it just sounds so good. Like it, I don't even. It's like intrinsic. It's like you hear that, bam, 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 pretty. Boom, 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 boom. Ah. This is the second time you sing. Boom, <laughs> Pretty. And then who doesn't know that song, right? Like, if you're at a cookout, it comes on. Like, I don't, like that's that's the most amazing feeling I could ever think I have had listening to music. Like, every time. And it's like that every time I hear the record. Yeah, that that's one of my favorite records, too. And there's no way. I don't know about it. <clears throat> there's no way I could play it just once. Nah, like nah, if, gotta, it pops gotta, up on my, if it pops up on my, if it pops up on repeat, just keep you gotta going. play down repeat. That's a just phenomenal song. Keep going. I just might sing that to this girl I was dating. You had look at you. This is a mac macaroni movie. <laughs> macaroni, <laughs> macaroni. Okay, yeah. Have somebody else sing the song. Yeah, because you know I know I, what I can't do. <laughs> I know my strengths and limitations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Uni. So now we giving our examples. We're going to be the first ones to say that we've done it. So now. Uh, we, we, we hit it first. We, right, we, so we hit it first. Oh, God. Uni, can you, you mind saying that? Say, Mouse, Mouse and Jameer hit and it first. Jameer hit it first. Hey! With the song countdown. Yeah, because no, you're, gonna, you're a dirty. I just need that. Part. With the song countdown. I said it. Sorry. Countdown. You made me say, you made me say <laughs> that word. We definitely shouldn't say the F word here. That's it. The F word's going to stay for that part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah dirty. Good. Good. It's a safe space. It know? is. You're. Dirty. So my two, okay. Your two F bombs can stay there. No, I don't want them here because I don't think we should, you okay. know, pollute dear black girl with the well, F word. Well, black girls curse, so. Right. Yeah. Unity, what's your song? They also rock. 
All right, so I have my first, well, we count down. So my number six song is Gladys Knight, Midnight Train Georgia. Oh, Come on. Why? Because when I was little. Because I'm leaving. Oh, my leaving. God. On that midnight train to Georgia. I need everybody to find their own key because I clearly took I clearly took tenor. <laughs> so I don't know I don't what that know was. What anybody else? I don't know. I started very low. <laughs> Thank you, Soprano. <laughs> on that no, midnight train to Georgia. I feel like mine was stronger than yours. I'm thinking maybe my skin complexion. Let me say it one more time. On, on that midnight train, train to Georgia. 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 Okay. Well, we're the pips, obviously. And she's, yeah. she's Gladys. If I I'm, the, I'm the first pimp. Uh, but all right, it's so... the pimp. Oh, it's not a pimp. I, and I to this day, I don't know what a pimp is. <laughs> Gladys ain't the pimps. That would have been a little problematic. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, when I was younger, uh, we moved from D.C. to New York. Not D.C. from New York to New York. We moved from North Carolina to D.C. And this is like the first time my mom was ever away from her family because she was like 22. Right. So every weekend, like every weekend, my mom would drive back home to North Carolina to spend a weekend there. And one of the songs that always got played was Midnight Train to Georgia. So, like, we'll be in the car just singing our hearts out to Midnight Train Georgia. Come on, Jesus. And um, another song we used to sing was, like, what is it? Um, we don't know. It's on, no, I know. It's a Mary J, it's a Mary J song. I'm, and I, it's on Ways to Excel. What is it? Not Gonna Cry. Uh, Not Gonna uh, Cry. Yeah. I was about to say it. <laughs> I couldn't um, think of why this love in your secretary. Hey, come on. Every, every day, day of the week. week. Uh. <laughs> So that's all makes the list too? No. Oh. So it was between those two. Mention. That was an honorable mention. Right. Yeah, right. Which isn't fair. You got to think an honorable mention. <laughs> it's your show. <laughs> I got an honorable mention, but it's your show. So those Great song. So those are the two songs like uh, we will always sing and that I just know by heart. Okay. Yeah. You know that song by heart? Mid I Train Georgia? That's lit. Yeah, I know that shit. But I've known that shit by heart since I was three years old. Wow. So number five. Real smart cookie. That was number five. Uh, number five is Kanye West. Only one. Wow. So really, Surprising. the thing about this was uh, two years ago, twenty fourteen, uh, my stepfather passed, and it was so it was weird. So I was here. I was here like late night. I was here with uh, Blue. I think Marie might have been here. I think Louis might have been here. So my little brother calls me. My little brother don't call me for shit. So I'm just like, uh, I'll answer it. See what's going on. So he asked like, Are you at work? I was like, yeah, what's up? Like, I'll call you back later. I was like, nah, you never call me. What's up? So then that's when he tells me, like, his dad died, which was my stepfather. Oh, I got you. And oh. who, like, basically raised me since I was, like, six years old. Literally and, um, same story. I mean, my dad is, but, yeah, same story. Like, my dad raised me since I was six. So it was one of those, like, I remember being here, and I just lost it. Like, I, I run around a corner, and I broke down. And I tried to get myself together and come back, but I just couldn't. I was like a fucking wreck. And then they asked what happened, and I told them. And then, like, at this time, I was living, like, all the way out in Suffolk County, and I had my car. So, like... Ah, ah, ah. So, I was oh like... So, I had to... um, So, I had to drive to Suffolk County, and I God couldn't... damn it. I couldn't do it. Yeah, like, that's a terrible yeah. idea. I couldn't do it. So, like, one of my friends, uh, his name is Mike, but he's from D.C. He was living in Brooklyn, and I think it's time, 
Ebony had just moved to Jersey and Bayonne. So I had him talk to me until I got to Ebony's house because that was an easier drive than me going an hour and a half. Uh-huh. And um, yeah, it was just like it was like a really like because I, I I don't think I like ever felt pain like that before. It was like it was terrible. Like I was it basically destroyed me, and it took me a very very long time to get better. Mm. And whenever I hit and I think one of the things that helped me get get better was that song, like. This happened in April. Kanye dropped that like in December. Yeah. So like I went through depression for like over six months, mm. and I remember anything would set me off. Like anything would make me cry. Yeah. Like it was fucking terrible. Like I didn't want to. So we probably shouldn't say the f word here. It was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and. I remember, like, during that time, I was, like, just trying to figure out, like, if I was going to stay in New York or just go home. Because, like... For good? Yeah, because, like, mm-hmm. it was one of those scary things. Because I always thought, like, I don't know, you just never think about you it. You think you got more time. And I was just really questioning life, like, what I was doing, why I was still here, why did I miss out on so much time with my family just being in this city by myself and was it really all worth it? And... I just felt like really alone. It was I don't know. It was just like it was just weird. So I was just like contemplating a lot of shit. And it was just like mm. no amount of words, encouragement, I love you could like take you out of that type of hurt and depression. And it was just so hard and I just I don't know. It was like I did not know what to do and I couldn't really communicate. I really didn't want to be bothered around people. I was just always angry. And it's just, I really was not myself for a long time. Right. And um, this man was, okay, I'm emotional. Yeah, take, take, take your time. <laughs> don't, don't, don't hide from your listeners. But don't you cry. Don't, don't you cry in front of me. Oh, bro. I got to turn around. I'm not gonna cry. So it was one of those like I don't like seeing people cry. <laughs> okay, so I can't recall or I don't I honestly don't think I ever, you know, told him thank you or told him that I loved him and that, you know, also added into why I was so depressed because I never expressed that. Well, maybe I did, but when I look back personally, I feel like I did not express that. Right. Did not 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 to interrupt you. Did he pass away suddenly or was he? It sick was like and... it was. So basically, what happened was, he, yeah, his heart fell. Okay. So yeah. only one kind of helps alleviate that pain. Like that's that song makes me happy. Right. Whenever I hear it, it makes me happy. Okay. I'm glad to glad someone got something good out of that. Album. Yeah. Because like it's one of those like. <laughs> no, because like it's one of those like when you Fucking hear the terrible album. <laughs> I hear the song. That's that not even on the no album. No one should ever say the F so, word here. Well, one, that song's not on the album. And two, it's like the song was my pain in song form. And like, okay, I get it. Yeah. And I see like how he got destroyed when his mom died. Yeah. Noticeably, too. He had to yeah. deal with that in public. So, okay. The number four. Number four. That was tough. Uh, Kelly Rowland, Dirty Laundry. Wow. 
Okay. So it's getting spicy. Somebody broke no. up with somebody. Somebody. No. So pissed her off. Dirty laundry deals with domestic violence. What the um, hell are you, uni? No one. So oh, when I was younger, who you put your hands on? No one. Okay. Let me tell the damn story. Okay, I'm sorry. Women could. Listen, then, uh, if you are a victim or know someone that is a victim of domestic up. abuse, there's help out there for you. God. So, when I was younger, my mom married this guy from New York. Uh-huh. He's Jamaican. Fuck. So, like, that's what I meant by, like, we will, we live both from, back and forth. Right. But it was an abusive relationship. So, like, I, when I was younger, I would see them fight and... I would see him pull a knife out on her, and I would hear him say those, you know, those verbally abusive things men would say to scare a woman into staying in a relationship. Like, if you ever leave me, I'll kill you. Like, those type of threatening things. And and I was between the ages of, what, two and five, like, seeing this. And my mom was young as well. Um, she was 22, so it happened between, like, 22 to 25, and... I still remember, like, seeing this to this day, like, vividly. And um, the shit, shit, people trying to have to go through. Fuck. And then there was this one instance I vividly remember seeing. Um, my mom was in her best friend's living room, and her best friend's boyfriend, who was in medical school at the time, uh, was stitching up the side of my mom's face, and. I just remember, like, seeing that and telling myself, like, if I ever see him put his on, if I ever see him put his hands on my mom again, like, I I had to do something. Like, I had to figure out something. And, like, guys, I was, like, four years old, but I just knew I had to, like, do something. So, um, sometime later, I remember we were at our apartment and... My best friend, she was spending the night, is my, my mom's best friend's daughter. And we woke up to, like, yelling and arguing. And I think he had, like, broken into the house. And my best friend, Christina, she was scared. So I remember telling her to, like, just hide under the bed and telling her I'll be back. And I went into the other room where they were arguing because that's where the phone was. And I just knew that. In order to stop it, I needed to call 911 and give them my address. So I'm in there, and the fighting comes to the living room. And my mom vividly sees me, and I think that's, like, when her heart drank, like, you know, sank and got scared because I was in the room when that was taking place. And now, now that I'm older, I get, I understand why, like, she was, scared to a whole nother level seeing me in the room and why she kept yelling for me to like get out of the room and go back to the other side or um or like why she was trying to like take attention away from the fact that I was in there and even though she but anyway even though she kept saying you need get out get out I um I just got the phone I hid between I took the what the couch the chair couch cushions off and I hid under them until I got finished calling 911 and then I ran back to the room and hid under the bed 
with my best friend until the police came. So the police come and take him away and lock him up. And after that, I think I saw him one more time because I saw him. It was like a face-to-face thing. And I was like five years old. And I'm sitting here confronting this man who was technically my first father figure telling him, yes, I, I want you out of our lives for good. Yes, I'm the one that called the police, and I never want to see you again. And he honestly respected that, and we never saw him again after that. Like, when I hear that song, it reminds me of, like, that. Wow. That time. I was little. Damn. We- just number three. Yeah, is that <laughs> number three? Can we get is there a writer before I let go or something, please? <laughs> Jeez, what is number three? And number three is BJ Chicago Kids featuring Kendrick. His hey, pain, his pain. It's, okay, that's one of my favorite songs ever. This is one of my favorite songs too because it's like you're really sitting here asking, like, God, why am I deserving of all these blessings that you keep giving to me, like? You see things that are happening around you and to people around you, but you're, like, shielded and protected from that, and you don't know, like, why that is. And it's, like, this part in the song where BJ says, sometimes it may not seem that you are there, but you're there, and I feel you're there. You're everywhere, and I thank you for protecting me in these streets from danger seen and unseen. Um... It's, it's like one of those, like, you really ask, like, why am I deserving of your blessings or these blessings or why are you making my path or my journey this way versus the hardship that you may make it for someone else? Like, why is it not, you know, I'm, I'm thankful, but, you know, why you keep blessing me and I don't know why you keep blessing me. I feel like but. all the friends in that song, you know how Kendrick's rapping about his friends at first? Yeah. Like, some... You know, my friend of him and hit the floor, and then he finds a hundred dollars. I feel like the perpetual friend, though. I'd be like, "Why is all the bad shit happening to me and this motherfucker oh, over mouse, here?" Oh, mouse, please! Wow, no, no, mouse! Stop. Wow, because you because you blessed, because you blessed. Okay, well, right. we were, thought this was a safe place. No, I'm saying no, it's blessed. not a safe place. <laughs> okay, so um. <laughs> I will, I will stick Everybody to Everybody is blessed in this room. I That's what I'm to, saying. I will stick to being a comic relief. No. <laughs> so we're being real here, but. So uh, with that. <laughs> y'all really laughing. I've talked. Okay. No, I. No, I. I'll tell y'all, understand. bless you all, man. I'm laughing at you, You're blessed. Hmm. But it's like when you're, when you're in those dark spaces, like you don't see like the blessings at, that are also all. happening. Right. So. That's what I was saying. That's one of my favorite songs, and that's one of the songs that, alongside Kendrick's and Gunplay's cartoon and serial track, that made me like oh. really be like, I, I want to do music. Oh, like I want to be in music. Those are two songs. Like, yeah, I really want to be in music. Kendrick. I want to be part of that mm. type of movement. So yeah. now we're into the top two. Top two. Top two. 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 One. Two. Three. Four. Five. Six. Right, seven. So you eight. Have J. Cole, Love Yours. Oh, I like that record. That's okay. the one that Four Soul Drive, right? Yeah. That song is an amazing reminder to just love what you have because I feel like, well, no, we all do it. We all compare ourselves to other people and where they're at 
in retrospect to where we're at. Social motherfucking media. And it's like, and then you sometimes find yourself asking, like, why can't my life be like that or go in that path? Ain't a life out there better than yours. So it's one of those, like... There we go. And <laughs> I mean, it's better than mine, but they're not yours. But it's just like, you don't... <laughs> it's you're really just sitting here comparing your life to another person's highlight and you're just like why I'm not understanding like if I'm doing this why is it not working for me like this next person and that that really puts a down play on someone's confidence and what they believe they can do and achieve and I know it took me like a minute to to just get comfortable with your life and who you are. And yeah, and what I can do to better my, right? Who I am as a person and what I'm trying to build towards, and that's still like a battle I'm battling with every day. So like, just to like have that reminder to love your own experience, mm-hmm. love the people you know, your friends, this and other. Like, love your journey, and also own it. And then <laughs> when he hits that part where he's saying there's beauty in the struggle, and when you go into struggle, it's just like... Where? Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> my nigga, where? These pictures like, might look yeah. good a few years from now, but I'm right now, like, right now it's like... I, I don't have money. I don't know how I'm going to get through this week, next week, or shit, even a month. And it's like, shit, when this, where's the beautiful part in it? And I don't know. You ask yourself that in the moment, but for me, like, I I sat back, and when I hear that line, I think about it. Like, I've, I've been in this city for almost 10 years, and there's been moments, like, my happiest days have been probably my most brokest and strugglest moments in my life, and that's because, like, my friends were with me, and I had my friends, and... We were going through it together, and it it was nothing like that, that bond and that brotherhood that you had that support with you at all times, and they understood it, and you guys took care of each other. And The thing about it is, see, you're from here. Mm-hmm. I'm not from here. I have no family here. So my friends are my family, and majority of my friends from college, they weren't from this city either. Oh, so it's like a, a literal family. It's a literal came family. together and just became like a nucleus. Yeah. It's something like I really miss because a lot of them don't necessarily live in the city anymore. Like a lot of them moved away. And then the ones that are here, I don't really get to interact with them as much as because so focused on getting to that next level, you just tend to you just get caught up and you, you just lose yourself in this hustle of like I have to you know get out of this struggle to get to the next level mm. and then like sleeping at the station hustling and it's like still struggling now but it's, it's one of those like y'all made no. y'all made it, it it's, out it's, together it's, it's one of those like I, I sit back and I think like somehow you ain't had nothing I ain't have shit mm-hmm. like but I was happy I was fine and, like, that's true. When he was, like, he was happier during that time. Like, when I sit back and think, like, those were some of the best experiences of my life. Yeah, because when you make it, it's like the, the, the fun part was the journey getting there. 
But it, it wasn't even them making it part. It was like, even during all that, it was nothing but laughter. You laugh a lot when you fucked up. Yeah. Sometimes it's all like, you got. Yeah. It's a tool of laughter, so. So, yeah, that's why I really like that song, because it's facts. So we got one more. Number, number one. one. Let's give a drum roll, Mouse. Come one. on. Dear Black Girl, <laughs> Uni's number one song it's is... It's the number one jam right uh, now. Erica Badu, Green Eyes. Come on, come on, somebody! I was not expecting that. So, Green Eyes goes through different levels of heartbreak or breakups. Yes, it does. It starts off with you like being jealous and trying to tell yourself you don't feel this type of way. Like you're you're battling that emotion of whatever, and then it moves to you being like, "Well, shit." Is this my fault? And like you're starting to blame yourself and you're in a denial phase and but you're not in denial, but you're going through that and it ends with with acceptance, but it's either acceptance of you truly moving on or you accepting the fact that no, you're not strong enough to move on. It's some type of acceptance, but it just goes through those, you know, different emotions. Mm. But my favorite part of the song is the middle song, because you know how it switches up beats and stuff. Mm-hmm. When after she sings about like not being jealous, she's at the stage where she's sitting with herself and she's really dealing with everything that happened and her pain and how she allowed herself to get caught up because she's reminding herself of like who she is. And people go through that. And I think that's what I really like about it. It's just the honesty because you can really relate to that. Some people feel like they're not strong enough to move on. Other people, they are strong enough to move on. Some people go into denial and they question if everything's their fault or they question like how they get caught up. And some people, they feel jealous about a situation and they're trying to tell themselves they're not jealous and give all these other reasons as to why they feel this other than the actual reason. So you've been in that situation? Yeah. Like everyone has. No, because we have in all this talk, we haven't you know, delved into your love life or like thereof. I don't like... Here we go, Lenny Green. (laughs) Segway. Stop winking at me. (laughs) Fuck are you fucking on my segway? I've never done that. You're winking. We've done mad like work together. I've never fucked up a segway. You're Trampling my segue. Really wish you'd stop winking at me. Yeah, I don't work. You mad? All right, so all right. So yes, when it comes man, to what is your issue with love, and why don't you love and relationship? It takes a it takes a lot for mm-hmm. me to like really, really like really want to. You want to add one more? Really? <laughs> yeah. I gotta okay. Like, go ahead. Add really. one more. Really. Take that next step of vulnerability with a person. You what? seem very self-consumed. Not like in a bad way where you're like selfish, but like just no. It's just that I don't want my feelings hurt. Like I don't want to deal with that, you know, pain that comes with all of that. I, <laughs> I, I will tell you though. Come inside. on, girl. Like, I'm here like, with I, you. I've even told like like I've told my friends, and sometimes my friends have looked at me crazy because I see myself having a family, but I don't see the man being involved here at all. Wow. He has to be involved. Yeah, what is that? What, what, what is that, that, no. Where does that come from, though? Like Wait, my, my the, actual father not being involved. Okay. Mm. So I I've never met my father. No, okay. 
my birth father ever in life. He, I found out he died six months after he mm. died. Six months after he died? Yeah, I found out. And you were, how old were you? Uh, like 19 when I found out. Okay. So, ne- had never met him. Never met him. Never spoke life. to him. No. no correspondence, nothing. No. Jeez. And on his side, I have two younger sisters. You cool with them? No, never met them. Hmm. Never met them ever. But I met I met his two sisters, like yeah. and his mother. Mm-hmm. I met them like a few months after he died. But basically, he wasn't there when I was born. He was paying child support, and he would always say, "Yeah, I'm gonna come see her this and the other, this and the other." But like for the longest, it was always me and my mom. Hmm. No matter what, it was always me and my mom. Like I'm a mama's girl. Mm-hmm. And um, I look at it, like my mom Shut raised up, my mom raised me. My mom raised me on her own. Like she paid for me. My entire education from when I was in pre-K. I've been in private school my entire life. Mm. And, Fancy. and like, we're, we don't come from a rich family. Like, my mom grew up in the projects. Um, she had me, and she was like, I can't live here. So she just packed her shit up and moved to D.C. And made it work. And made it work. Mm. And I just have this special relationship with my mom. And everything I've seen her accomplish over my lifetime is just that I... You don't really see really yourself don't. needing a man. Yeah. That's always dangerous, too. I tell people that all the time. Like, it's very dangerous in any type of relationship to, like, show yourself not needed. Because if we're... It's nice to have people around. And I do believe there is a need, like, a just a genuine, downright, genetic, whatever you want to break it down. There is a need for another person. But if you show somebody that there is a way to survive without you... You're in a, you you put yourself in a dangerous space, you, you, and especially with your kids. Like I said, I say it to my friend that's in relationships. I'm like, listen, don't don't fake break up. You know what I mean? Like, don't fake break up and just be hanging around. Because if you allow that other person to realize they don't need you, when you come back around, guess what? They don't need you. You know what I'm saying? The same thing about kids. Like, you don't ever want to show your kids that they can make it without you, or that there's a way to make it without you. Because that's going to not only affect their relationship with you, but then their relationship, their ongoing relationship, their relationship outside of you. So um, I think that's definitely something that obviously he didn't take into account, or or anyone did, honestly. Um, but but I will say, might sound a little hypocritical come from me, but you know, don't give up on it. Like, no, I you know, don't. There's a I spe- don't. There I don't is give definitely up. an intersection between. Put it this way: it's not that I give up. It's like. If I don't find the love of my life or spend my life with somebody, I'm fine with that. Like, it's something that wouldn't bother me. Because it's not on my agenda of things that must happen before I die. Yeah. I don't put I myself... I get what you We right here, yeah. yeah, boo. I see what you're talking about. But how, how do you obtain... Do you feel like there's any sense of obtaining closure from the fact that your pops wasn't there, like, talking to his family or... um. um it's just like, is there a need for closure? I, I mean, I, I guess I would ask that on the on the average side. Is there a need for closure? Well, I'm just saying because well, it was never open. Like, it's not never like there. So when right? he, yeah. he wasn't there, but it's not like I didn't have father figures. That's what I'm right. Saying. Yeah, I remember my mom told me uh, I was at work and I was working at Subway at the time. And um, Subway, yeah. you was feeding that crap to people. Uh, yeah. So like, she told me, and I was just like, told you what. That he had died okay. from a brain aneurysm. Um, and he was like, who? 
No. No, no, no. Like, but it was like I was sad because I never got to meet him. Right. Mm. And it's like one of those like I think I shed like once here, and that was it. And I went about my day. Just kept it moving. It was really real life, like that Tupac line off Dear Mama. Like I really couldn't feel any type of real sadness or remorse for a stranger, someone I didn't know. Like, yeah, I could shed a tear because that's the type of person I am, but all I can give you is just one tear. Wow. Muni? Yes. You are amazing. Yeah. I know. I just, I just want to, you are amazing. I don't know. Because, like, I'm a super happy person. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, Maybe. like, when I look back, I'm just... Is your happiness... And I'm not... I, I have no idea. That's why I'm asking. Is your happiness, like... Not a front, but is it something you put on, or is no, your I'm happiness just, just genuine? And you just always, always happy. been. I think it's, like, it's gen- that's a genuine happiness. I'm like genuinely happy. Like when I'm not happy, you can tell when I'm mm-hmm. not happy. Like I don't know how to fake being happy and not. Like if I'm not happy, I won't smile. No, no, I, I get. I, I know, like, and I'll be sad. Yeah, like I know there was a time where, like, okay, like me and you are very similar in that aspect where we're always happy, right? And people will be like, people will get to know me and ask questions, and be like. How are you fucking happy right now? Like your life isn't. How are you happy? Oh, well, I'm not gonna be. I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna be upset. I'm gonna be sad. But there was a time where I put it on, where it wasn't fake, but it was something I had to put on. Like I had to be like, all right, well, you know, life is fucked up, but let me put this happy on because you know it'll make everything easier. As to where now it's, I'm. I can't not be. I don't know how to not be happy. Like in the in the face of anything, I don't know how to not be happy. Even with everything. I've had a happy, like, life yeah. and experience. So it's like, so if I'm not happy, you can tell I'm not happy. And I can't fake being happy at all. My face tells everything, like, every, everything. Mm. I can't, I don't have a poker face for shit. Like, people can tell when I'm not. And sometimes it's like, it's not that I'm not happy. Like, even if I'm not in the mood to be happy, you can just tell, like, okay, she's not in the mood to be happy. Like, yeah. Well, one thing that I, I would say about your, like, playlist is that the soundtrack seems to be one of, like, resilience. So, mm. and that that's something that I've always liked about you, just from knowing you, even when I didn't know what your playlist was, like, you always found a way. Mm-hmm. Um, you found a way to get in here. You found a way to learn the boards. You found a way to chase your dreams, even while sleeping in the back, you know, day in, day out. Mm-hmm. But you, 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 you sacrifice and your, your, your sense of resiliency, I think, is just amazing. That's one of the things that I really admire about you. Oh, I think um, so. Yeah. yeah. So how would you how would you label your soundtrack? Like knowing that you've been through the ups and downs, you you've had to endure. Like if she had to name her soundtrack. Like like what what would be the overall theme? Like if you were to name your your playlist, that would just be life. Mm, life. But that's true. That is like, true. That's true. <laughs> it's like what a, life. Like life. Like those that's songs were. A roller coaster of emotion Absolutely. and ups and downs, and still here, and that's literally life. Mm-hmm. And like that's sometimes like even like because when it stops, it stops. When it stops, <laughs> it's not life no more. So even, you can't you can't play press repeat no mm, more. Nope. What do you want your legacy to be? Yes, at the end and of it all. I just wanted just fade to be. Yeah, he did just fade that the black. That was so on gay. Her. Someone that enjoyed life and accomplished her dreams. That's pretty much it. Mm, it's simple. That's simple. Uni, you've been honest. Mm-hmm. You've been amazing. Mm-hmm. I've learned about you. I'm pretty sure your listeners have learned. I know Jamea has learned. What an episode. 
What a first episode. But I like that. I like podcasting that's different. I like something where I'm going to hear something that I'm not going to hear anywhere else. I think that's what podcasting is all about. It's a market for us to create niche audiences and feed them. So I definitely think and see big things for you in this. Um, I see like a whole bunch of dope shit coming from this just because women are going to feel empowered and feel like it's a safe space. And it's a space where they could come and maybe learn about their favorite artist or favorite personality or just somebody they had no idea existed and now they feel this like deep connection. Um, so you, you're going to do a letter? Yeah, I wrote it down. Open, I got to find it. Open letter. Got to find it. Okay, here we go. Dear black girl, at times things may seem hopeless, but never give up hope. And always remember, you're a king as well as a queen. You are powerful. You are smart. You are brilliant. You can do anything. You can accomplish anything. You can get through anything. You are the strongest person created in the image of God. You are the definition of beautiful. You are the definition of love. Always love yourself. Always believe in yourself. No matter how hard it gets, always believe in yourself. And always remember to smile because even on those rainy days, you still see a speck of the sun. So smile through it all. Enjoy life and never let anything or anyone define who you are and remain unapologetic. Signed, your host, Unique. And that's it. And on that note, wow. <laughs> Just wow. There's a lot of wow. A lot of wow this evening. Super wows. Wow, 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 wow. You almost made me cry. I'm sorry. It was right here. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to almost make you cry. You're amazing. Unique champion, dear black name? girl. My name is Chapman. What did I say? Champion. You keep calling me champion. That's what, I don't even look I like see, champion. I see something in you. No, you're just trying to cover I it up. Then you say my name wrong. I see a champion in you. Okay. Because you're going to win. You better win. I hope so. And to all the black girls, y'all winning already. Because if you woke up and you was a black girl, you're already doing better than everybody who didn't wake up as a black girl. And you tell them <laughs> mouse said it. Because that ain't racist. I love y'all.